You love Michigan sports. Red Wings, Lions, Tigers, Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State, and the list goes on. And you love beer. Love beer. Who doesn't? What if we mixed the two together? my sports we'll talk everything michigan sports like only we do and then we'll down our fair share of beer from a local brewery grading the beer throughout the episode so pop a cold one on your end and we'll get busy on ours this is the state of my sports that's right, everyone. This is State of My Sports, and this is episode 115. We are back at home. It feels like the first time in a long time, and we're actually in the basement for... It's too hot out Because it is warm out there. It's, it's There's mosquitoes everywhere. Yeah. Um, but we got some good stuff to talk about today. We're going to start with the Detroit Red Wings draft results and kind of just the moves that Eisman's been making. He's been wheeling and dealing the way that good GMs do, and he's, he's making some big moves, and we're, we're really excited about that. Uh, we're going to talk more on a national scale of the um, college football conference lead realignment kind of stuff that's that's happening. Touch on that. Um, what, what else? What else we hit in here? Oh, we're going to finish with the betting hero segment, which we're going to put a bow on the NBA season, which uh, just kind of revisit the the original odds for the the Bucks uh, preseason and kind of how the how they went into the the finals and all that good stuff. So we'll talk a little bit about the betting scenario there. Uh, of course, we're going to grade our Michigan beers from Siciliano's Market, and today it is from Upper Hand Brewing, their light flight variety pack. Say thank you to Upper Hand for giving us, op- giving us this opportunity. We're excited. you got three different flavors here that we're about to introduce. Um, but before we do that, like, I mean, how was your guys' week? It's, last week was awesome at, at Lost Art. I had a really good time. Thank you again to them. Thank you to Drew McCarthy for for joining us. That was awesome. That was, that was um, sweet. It was a little long, but that's that's on me. I I, I just I can't try control to pack myself. It in? I try can, to pack I it can't in? control myself. <laughs> and I think I we know. came up with a plan moving forward, Micah. So I think we yeah. Me and Sam chat. Didn't we chat about it? We I mean, did. It, yeah. yeah. So when we have guests on, one other topic. Keep it to. Yeah. I think that's all. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say maybe send out the show sheet so we could kind of proofread and edit. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. he never does that. Yeah, I could do yeah. that yeah. too, that, for sure. <laughs> um, before we jump into uh, some topics, uh, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. The Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is the official brewery state of my sports 2021. Siciliano's Market helps us pick out our Michigan beers for each and every episode. Mac Web Design helped us get our website up, up and running and bettinghero.com provides us and our listeners the best promotions out there in the sports betting world. So please check out all of our sponsors. Uh, we are missing Ryan today. He is actually on vacation. He's uh, up north in uh, the, UP. the UP. Mackinac. No, Mackinac. Yeah, he's in Mackinac. So he's probably actually pretty close to Upper Hand. So that's kind of cool. Maybe wasn't I'll, he, maybe wasn't I'll he talking about stopping at that other brewery? Luddington Bay? Or no. Wasn't Black that Rocks? One? Is that what it was? In Marquette? Oh, maybe that's what it was. Is yeah, he going that far? I don't know where he's going, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. I know his parents were sailed up there the other day, so they, were, he was they got a sailboat? They do, yeah. Like when you can sleep on and stuff? I would assume so. If they sailed up, yeah. I think if you That's go that cool. far, you should. it should probably be. Yeah, I think they did sleep, sleep yeah. on it. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I've never been on it, but it sounds, sounds nice. Sounds awesome. So he will be joining us again next week, hopefully. Um, but we got everybody else here. John, the best producer in the biz. 
Johnbo. I'm here. He's here. I'm present. He's smiling, which is, which is nice. I, I like when he's smiling. It I'm on time happy. today. Uh, you guys are all pushing it, pushing it a little bit. I was on time. You were. Oh, you were, I was late. Yeah, I was definitely. It's all right. Late. It's all right. <laughs> I'm just excited to be here. It should be a, a fun short episode. When, right? He only gets mad when I'm late. So. I was yeah. going to say, I was, I was later than Micah, too. <laughs> John has never been this late, so no. we're going to have to have a discussion off here. But. Like workplace <sighs> performance? No, yeah. no like, yeah. a, dog, dog sitting for my older brother, who's out of town right now, so I had to run oh. out to Spring Lake and let his dog out real quick and then make the trek back. So. Gotcha. Ooh, gotcha. No, that makes sense. Uh, so, yeah, but, I mean, really, the, the, there's so much, so much sports to talk about. The, the NBA draft is on Thursday. Let's the go. The MLB trade deadline is on Friday. And and for me in these these scenarios, I'll, I want to start with let's start with the Tigers just real quick. Um, I'm sitting here what, like what, what a week ago, Al Avila was saying that this the rebuild was over, and now I'm sitting yep. here looking at his team losing four straight. I'm looking at this roster. Nobody wants any of these guys. I mean, nope. <laughs> like this is it is not pretty. And I, I when they win seven straight like they did last week, that was always that was exciting and fun and all that stuff, but. Oh boy, man, it's it's not pretty, and <laughs> I I just I keep trying to find articles Wait, of like what what did, what did he mean the rebuild is over? He officially said the rebuild is over. We are now building, which is kind of oh okay. I, I don't really understand Re- build <laughs> to just building. to build yeah so okay it's right. really the same thing right so he's saying <laughs> Got he's, it. he's saying he's torn it down enough now and now it's time to start 60 percent of the time it works, works every time <laughs> yeah this, it feels like one of those um situations there well like i mean i don't see anybody on this roster I, I, all right scope i think has has some value maybe grossman um none of the pitchers because everybody started getting hurt Urane has been terrible so like we signed him on a one-year deal. Hopefully that he was good and catch a flyer and get something. Like, you can't even build a package together with potential pieces to get no. anything in return. We're not getting anything of value. But then I sit here on the other side. It's like, you better freaking move scope and get – I don't something. care if it's if it's a white cap star and that's his career. Like, get something. Don't sit around and sign a guy for a, on a one-year deal and get absolutely nothing because that's just pointless. Correct. <laughs> you know? Correct. And that's where it's – GM 101. It GMing seems like it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he's going to do it. I'm a, <laughs> he's going to do it. <laughs> you, well, That's what Avila's going to do. He's going to do nothing? Yeah. It feels like it, man. Or it worse really man. does. He's going to be like, no, <laughs> we're, we need, we're staying pat. We need a Baseball America 100 top prospect for, for scope. <laughs> it's like, dude, you just... God, I, I'm just in wait and see. I, there's no reason to break it down because there's nothing right. to really break down. It's just going to be like, all right, we'll see what happens. Um, we'll see what kind of return he gets if he does anything because I don't I don't again we've seen his deadline work you, in the past <laughs> and it's been sketchy it's been less than sketchy probably it's been <laughs> freaking awful it's been words that I probably shouldn't say even though I can say whatever I need to but if he pulls out something <laughs> phenomenal <laughs> maybe he's the next great GM yeah <laughs> yeah maybe knows, he he's got a lot of work to become <laughs> oh, a great yeah. GM I mean you got uh, I doing his stuff. You got Weaver doing his, like he's bottom of the totem, totem pole. Oh, I know. But like, <laughs> he is just, he, he could have a perfect trade deadline here and get a top 100 prospect for scope. And I'd be like, okay, 
is still not a good trader. You know what right. I mean? Like it's right. Just, right. he's bad at two thirds of his job, and that just drives me nuts. But um, the other stuff. So Thursday is the NBA draft, and just rumor mill after rumor mill. It's basically the same thing over and over again. Um, basically, with the Pistons, everybody's talking about that. Is it the Rockets? The Rockets, yep. yeah, the Houston Rockets are making a big push for for moving up to one and getting Cade, and the Lions aren't, or not the Lions, the Pistons aren't aren't sold on Cade. John, what, what are you are you getting nervous about this, or is it just all smoke and mirrors? I mean, I, the safe pick is Cade Cunningham at number one. Let's move on and and continue to uh, build a team. But the NBA is the NBA for a reason. Guys move, picks move. It's you don't yeah. you don't know what's going to happen until the draft starts. It's a good I've, point. I've heard other teams too looking to move up, and other teams with other picks to offer to Golden State and other names that are looking to get in that top two spot. Yeah. Are so, you are you in a cater bust? Absolutely, I think it's a safe yeah. pick. You just go with it, and yeah, he's 19 years old, and he's got size that we've never seen at guard in Detroit. So. That's the way the NBA is moving right now. You got to be a Zion, or you got to be a a Ja Morant. You know, athleticism, size, and which Ja Morant didn't go number one because Zion was right. right? Same so, draft class. Yeah, Edwards went last year to Minnesota, number one. He kind of came in last minute under the radar in a way because he um, showcased out. They did. I know the COVID year was obviously kind of weird, but they had their little workouts that they aired on national TV, and that's when you saw his stock really skyrocket. He had a good year, mm-hmm. but I think you got to go and follow suit and take a safe pick. And what were you gonna, what were you gonna say, Mike? I was going to ask John if he knows the last time someone traded up into that number one spot in the NBA. Ooh, Anything that, ring a bell? No. doesn't seem like anybody I, ever lo- moved I would love to it. know. That's yeah. why when, when winning that first pick, it was like, okay, finally, we got a chance. <laughs> yes, you right. Know, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to <laughs> – not forget the Darko Milicic pick at number two and think right. what what could we screw up here again? <laughs> uh, oh, that's true. But I, yeah. I I think Kate is uh, clear cut number one. And if I f- flipped a coin, I'd want it to be Jalen Suggs or Jalen Green. And if if it's not Cade, yeah. Do you lead in one way or the other on that? Like say, uh, so the Rockets have the second pick, right? Yeah. So if we move down to two, you get your pick out of those two. I mean, Jalen Green seems like the one that is getting the most attention. Yeah. I think. Ryan, I know, is a Suggs guy, but, I mean, do you lean w- one way or the other? I think, yeah, I think you got to go with Jalen Green because he was the number one, like, name coming out of high school basketball. Uh, Jalen Suggs was a football player in high school, too. Let's not forget he had a chance to go play college football. He played basketball instead. Not saying that that's a downside to his potential in the NBA, but Jalen Green's a little bit younger, and it looks to have a little bit more athleticism um, that the NBA is – kind of gearing towards for sure yeah so let's let's get right into our beer introductions it is time to introduce our michigan beers for this episode but before we do i want to remind everyone of our partner sisley annals market they are simply the best beer store in west michigan located on lake michigan drive right between grand valley state university's main campus and downtown grand rapids wherever you live in west michigan it is worth the short drive for what they have to offer whether they know what you want or need some help from their expert staff sisley annals market is the best place for that and not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beers from across our great nation they are individually priced so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack they obviously have a great selection of craft beer they also have specialty 
wines, spirits, ciders, coffee, tea, tobacco, and cigars. Siciliano's Market also has the largest selection of homebrew and winemaking supplies in West Michigan. We love that Siciliano's Market is part of the State of My Sports family, and it is who we visit to help us choose our Michigan beers for each and every episode. So please check them out and let them know that we sent you. So tonight we have the privilege of grading um, from Upper Hand Brewing Company uh, their Light Flight Variety Pack. Uh, it comes in three different flavors. Uh, a little bit about Bell, or sorry, Upper Hand is it's a division of Bell's Brewery located in Escanaba, Michigan. They are open from two to eight Monday through Thursday, noon to eight on uh, I don't I don't know what Saturday or Friday is. I think it's Mon. Sorry, they are closed on Mondays, <laughs> Tuesday to Thursday. They are open from 2 to 8. And Friday. This is awful. My bad. Uh, and then noon to 8 on Saturdays and then noon to 6 on Sundays. I don't know what happened there. That's just terrible, terrible work on my end. Um, but at Upper Hand Brewery, they believe that life's mission is to do what they love, where they love it, uh, with the people they love. Uh, for us, I'm just going to read it from their point of view because that's how it's written. Uh, for us, that means brewing the best beer, we can in the best place on earth, Michigan's beautiful Upper Peninsula. Upper Hand was founded in 2014 by Larry Bell of Bell's Brewery, uh, Michigan's Bells. oldest and largest independent brewery. Um, we like to think of every can of Upper Hand beer as love a love letter to the UP, brewed by a ragtag crew of hikers, bikers, campers, dog walkers, anglers, hunters, and outdoor-loving youpers who, lo- who live for getting lost in our own backyard all 10 million acres of it. This sounds like a John is is the person that works there. Is that is that a fair comparison? Hey, move me up there. <laughs> move me up there. Sounds just like John. And then it yeah. says whether you can't wait to get back or you can't bear to leave for every iconic UP moment, we're your iconic UP beer. So as I said, we are reviewing the Light Flight Variety Pack. Uh, they describe it as just real beer and real fruit. Three crisp, clean, all alt lagers spiked with fresh squeezed lime real pineapple passion fruit and mango and then real tangerine and raspberry so those are the three flavors um i don't know if i separated them well enough but um we're gonna what which one are we starting with the tangerine one tangerine so we are all sipping on the the tangerine and raspberry Raspberry. light one that so far i would say some it has a nice little flavor I like how light it is. It's obviously they're, what they're going for, and they're, they're hitting it right on the nose. But yeah. um, we'll give these grades throughout the episode. We're going to kind of work our way through. So we're going to start with the ras- the tangerine raspberry. Then we're going to move to the lime. And then we're going to move to the pineapple passion fruit and mango. So that'll be fun as we go. Uh, episode, oh, before we get into the main topic, for episode 115, I want to remind everyone that the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is open and pouring some of the best craft beer in West Michigan. Their revamped food menu, rotating taps, wine, and ciders make the hops perfect for whatever you have going on from dinner with the family, late night drinks with friends, and everything in between. The Hops is becoming a staple in the West Michigan restaurant community that we highly recommend to our friends and listeners. Keep an eye out for the Hops coupon being mailed out in July, so it's probably already out there in the Val Pack. Uh, the Coupon is buy a $12 meal and get a beer for a nickel. The Hops is the official brewery of State of My Sports in 2021. And if you mention State of My Sports, you'll get a nice little discount off your first beer. Did you guys go there last Thursday? No. So our game actually went really late. And they close at 8 o'clock, I think. Or 9 o'clock. 9. 9 o'clock. And our game ended at like 
8.50. So oh, we shoot. basically yeah. couldn't get there. In time. Uh, I think we should be there this week, though, after our last game. A little early yeah, we so should be. I think it's an early game, right? Yeah, I think it's 6.25. Yeah, sounds right. How long is an average softball game? Hour. Hour. I think, they have, hour. I think they have hour, a 50-minute time limit, right? Yeah, yeah. 50. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's about where it goes. But we did want to jump into some college football conference realignment. So this isn't like a – a fun topic it's not necessarily michigan based topic it will affect them. um but it will affect yeah. everybody you know and michigan's uh sports in general uh basically for the people that missed it i think it was about just pretty much right after we got off air last week tuesday it, yeah, probably yeah. the breaking news Classic. came through um texas and oklahoma won out of the big 12 big 12 they did not re-up with the Big 12. Yeah, so then today they officially came out with their, their announcement saying that we will not re-up with you when our contract's up in 2025. 2025, and they put the request in to go to... Formal request. The SEC. SEC. So did they officially form, like, did they submit a form to, to go to the SEC? Yeah, or is that, that's is, what the report that part said. of the, the statement? No, they formally did it. They today. did. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. A- application or whatever. So, I mean, yeah. that, that's a big deal. That's a really big deal to join the SEC conference. Um, I, I, I don't know how to feel about this whole realignment thing. I think it went pretty good last time. It got messy at times. Um, but here we are, and this is a, a very big move. And, and what everybody's expecting is to go down – you know, the, on top of the expansion of the playoffs, everybody was talking, well, do you have the five major conferences? Well, it, it's looking like there might only be four or maybe three yeah. that, that really survives this whole thing. And it's just it's going to change the landscape of college football. And I guess outside, like, the state of Michigan, like, keeping our, our feelings out of it, is this good for college football or is this something that, that we all are, are not really looking forward to? Because – Sorry, go ahead, Kyle. You're you're ready to go. If ultimately it destroys the NCAA, then it's a good thing. And that's real big picture. Nicely right? done. I completely agree with you. Um, I think that, and I think that's what this. If you go to three, three is a no brainer. But even if it's just four, they have all the power. Yeah, they have all the money. They have all the you know like. Uh, they were and by they, you mean the, the, the SEC conferences. and the conferences. The conferences yeah, yeah, the conferences in general. And and really, even like to a certain extent, the schools give the schools back some of it, which is kind of what that is. To yeah. a certain, you know, um, but it just I, I think that would be a very good thing. I, I I think it's this this, the way they do things now needs to change. And and they're doing some changes, obviously, to yeah. certain things. But, um, I don't know. I I, I think. I think there might be some growing pains from it, but I think it ends up oh, being yeah. a good thing. Yeah. What do you think? I think I, I don't want to see the tradition side go away because I love the tradition side of college football. Right. I think that's one of the, the – that's I mean, as a Michigan fan, that's all I have to hang my hat on the last 20 years of my life. Yeah. That, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah. the history, the fun, like the – all of that stuff, you know, I think and, and they that can preserve that. Though that's my biggest concern. Uh, it's like I don't like. Yeah. I feel like if what do you you mean like the Ohio State game last game of the season or, or what do you mean necessarily? not necessarily no. that? I think that that can survive, but just the feel of college football. I think sure. it'll feel. I think it'll feel better. There's there's a very good chance that it will. 
but is it, it also could feel worse. <laughs> <laughs> it could also feel worse. It could. You know Actually, what I mean? Yep. No, it I could do. get yeah. very, very messy. And I think the fear of the unknown of what it could turn into and like what the snowball is going to yeah. pick up along the way, that makes me very nervous. Yeah. I agree with you completely. If it folds the NCAA and they can somehow keep the NCAA feel, the college feel that we've yeah. grown to, to know oh, okay. and love. I, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You want those nuances, those differences between pro and college, and those differences yeah. between that. Yeah, okay, yeah. I see. I see what you're saying now. I mean, I, I thought you meant like Michigan's tradition, or no, sorry, Ohio I meant, State's I just tradition, meant like in or, in general. Yeah, I yeah. don't. I don't necessarily care about the rivalries, and that that's. Sure. I mean, for me, obviously, the big one is Michigan and Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State. Those yeah. are the rivalries that I care about. And it's probably a little unfair of me to say I don't care about the Red River Red, Red River rivalry. Red, yeah, say that easy. fast. Yeah, <laughs> give me a couple more beers and we'll see how I can say yeah. it at the end. <laughs> Let's do that uh, at the end. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, real quick, we did have a comment. Uh, we have a listener drinking a seltzer from Oddside Ales, which is awesome. What flavor seltzer are you drinking? We we do is that the one Adrian likes? during our yes, she does. She does love what, those, she likes she? the pink lemonade one, right? She does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we we missed uh, during our beer intros, but if you guys just let us know what you guys are drinking throughout the episode, we'll we'll try to give each brewery a shout out. So thank you for commenting and and drinking Michigan. That that's always good. So, so um. I- I have a question. So I, I don't have an opinion on what you asked, but I do have a question about independence. Do you think the independence are is this a is this a win or a lose or, or a win or a loss, excuse me, for independence right now? Like th- your Notre Dames, your BYUs. I, you, it, I think you're okay right now, but the writing's on the wall here. Yeah. I you, I guess you could still stay independent. I don't know, but if they're if you're talking about three super conferences that are now holding all the cards, mm-hmm. they're going to have to join one. I agree. I, I agree completely. I think that it is the the end of the independent. Yeah. Because I think the only thing that's holding them allowing them to stay independent is the NCAA. Yeah. Exactly. And I think if the NCAA has to adjust or they will be out, which I could see happening here in the near future. Mm-hmm. That's that's when I see the breaking point for a Notre Dame or a BYU, sure. or at least the concern of that happening and getting left out in the cold. Get, you know that, what I mean? I think right. that would concern because them enough. You're going to yeah. get to a point that, like, so we'll get into a little bit of the Big Ten. Like, how is the Big Ten going to react? So let's say the SEC. Let's say everything happens. The SEC gets this these two teams that are at 16, right? Yep. Well, what about the Big Ten? So next thing you know, they're going to be looking for two extra teams. Or four extra teams, That's what, yeah. or it could be a race to twenty. That might be the next thing. Like, yeah. it, it, I feel like this is going to be a snowball, and it's going to yeah. go a lot faster than we realize. And not to, to go back a little bit, but I'm not sold that Texas and Oklahoma are both going to the SEC. They I could don't. Go I I don't yeah. like. They could go to the Big Ten. They could go to the Big Ten. I could see Seeing Texas I, in the Big Ten would be insane. I just be wild, yeah, dude. I think <laughs> this this is getting the snowball rolling, and yeah. nobody is committed to anybody right now. It's basically, hey, I'm going to do this for you. Okay, well, I'm going to do this for you. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm going to go talk to the Big Ten and see what they're going to do for me, because I, yeah. we got the we got it out there. They're te- they're putting their foot in the water, seeing how the world's going to react, seeing how the conferences are going to react. Yeah, and then. They can pick and choose the way it's going to go. It's going to be you know kind of I mean? a wild west. It is. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be very, very well, it, interesting. It's funny, you, too, because they have contract rights, what TV rights, through uh, 2025. The the through, through the, the Big, Big 12. 12. The Big yeah, 12 yeah. is. But the SEC like, is like 
2032, I think. Well, and somebody like Texas doesn't care about something like that. Like, it was a... Uh, yeah, don't they have their own, like, network? Yeah, they do. They, do. they so, have like, a Longhorn so network. So they're... Whoever, to get out wherever of that, they go, they're, you know, that conference is going to flourish. Yeah, yeah it will. I mean, yeah. Texas, yeah. Wherever... And the thing is, their penalty to get out of that is like 70, 80 million. The, nothing to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and nothing. they're probably going to split it down the middle with the SEC. Because That's why it's Feinbaum was SEC. saying he wouldn't be surprised, or he said, I know it says like 2025, but this time next year, neither one of those teams will be in the Big 12. Yeah. They're probably going to become independent sure. for sure. a couple years until yep. they work out all the details. Yeah. And like, I, I'm. I know everything you read and hear is they're going to they're going to be in the SEC. Both of these schools, it's not that easy. You got to get. I, I, and oh, I, I swear I heard yeah. this. Eleven out of the fourteen teams need to vote yes to accept somebody. That's going to be very tough for the SEC because as soon as so the reason Texas A and M left the uh, I'm sorry I'm getting the Pac-12 and it's a Big Twelve. As soon as they left the Big Twelve, right? That's where the the Texas is is Big Twelve, right? Big Twelve, yeah. 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 Yep. So it, Texas A and M left the Big Twelve during the last realignment type stuff and, and transfers and all that good stuff, and then be, the main reason was because of Texas. They hated the way they recruited. They didn't like how they basically had a power struggle over the whole thing. Sorry. Real quick. Yeah. Uh, it is a three quarter majority. So it's, three quarter. They need four. They need eleven out of the fourteen. You were correct. Wow. Yeah. Three quarters. It doesn't sound like that. Three quarter doesn't sound like that much, but then when it when you say eleven of fourteen, it sounds like an awful lot More. to me. Yeah, it does. Yeah, like that's it's a really, super majority. Yeah, it is, yeah. And yeah. you know, A and M's going to be a no. A and M's going to be no. Yeah. So then, what is the SEC going to do? They're going to boot A and M out. They, they will <laughs> if they ha- if they have yeah. to. If it's between like, it's, having those two, Oklahoma yeah. and Texas, or A and M, yeah, peace. And then what is Vandy going to do? What are what's Tennessee going to do? Tennessee doesn't want another. Powerhouse coming exactly. in. Two? Tennessee yeah, still yeah. thinks they're relevant in the SEC. Oh yeah, any borderline team is. Oh. this is a setback. You know, Florida, Florida exactly. State. Even I know they're on the other side of like the SEC conference from like Alabama per yeah. se. But yeah. these teams are going to be taking a hit. Yeah, these teams can't beat Alabama anyways. No, so no. <laughs> they're all of a sudden going to be ending in the middle of the pack because you all of a sudden have Texas and Oklahoma that are going to be better than Tennessee. Now Tennessee looks like a four, three four win team every year. Yeah, they don't want that. No. no. So then, what else, what else is going to happen? It's just going to be. It is going to be insane. So many scenarios. I'm kind of excited. I am too. I like. I, this I like thing. this kind of <laughs> thing to an extent. But it's as like soon pandemonium, as like, ooh, interesting. <laughs> as soon as it starts like infringing on on the Big Ten in the in Michigan and Michigan State and like my fandom, like that's sure. where I get a little nervous. And that's what I, I wanted to turn it into next. Is like, all right, well, what does it mean for the Big Ten? It let's say everything goes according to plan, Texas and. Uh, Oklahoma, go to the SEC. So now you're you're picking choosers from from the other teams in the Big Twelve. Are there any teams that that you notice in there that's like, yeah, that could work? And by work, I mean, are they a good enough football team that's like that makes the Big yeah. Ten better? You know the what two, I mean? Well, the two I look at that I mean, Iowa State. That's a good program. That's not a bad program, and it's yeah. it's it makes money. They it, do. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um. I mean Baylor too. Baylor's the most actually by I believe I saw that they're the most profitable, which uh, makes sense in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I in the way I look at it as well. I don't want to just focus on how weird the if football. we're sitting here in a year 
and that like we've divided this up and Baylor is in the Big Ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh like Iowa State. I mean that Iowa Iowa State. Like that's a rivalry. Like why not bring right? that, sure. just, yep. that, that yeah. I, I feel like that's or a, like that's a really easy like, somehow now transition. Oregon. Yeah. Oregon is in the yeah. SEC. Yeah, and that, but, like, like, and I, that, I, that's another thing that kind of is, is trickling into it is the the Pac twelve. Sure. Oh, yeah. They're going right. to have to, just like the Big Ten. Right, because they're, they're like, going to have to combine with the scraps from the Big 12. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. And then you, you start looking at teams mm-hmm. that could come to the Big Ten to race a 20. I, I, I That's what I keep thinking in my head is this is going to eventually be a race of 20 between the Big Ten and the SEC. Sure. And then everybody else will just kind of fall in their place. Yeah. Like, obviously the ACC is one thing right now because you have Clemson – Notre Dame was there last year, but I mean, other than that, like that, that could be an easy fold too. Yeah, and that the, will be an easy fold. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> if you this look starts, at if this starts happening, that will fold. Yeah, yeah. especially because that, that league's a little more like top heavy with a couple programs and really bottom heavy with some bottom feeders. Yeah. Where the SEC yep. is kind of competitive throughout. Same yeah. with the Big Ten. People give the SEC crap for that, but the ACC is way worse. Yeah, uh, yeah. What what you're doing? What what this is doing is opening up a door to so many different possibilities yeah. for all of these schools. Yeah. And what the let's be honest. I, I'm not going to say that the Big 10 is a, fo- a football conference better than SEC. That's not the way the world is right now. SEC is way better. But then you look at the the basketball, the Big 10 is way better. Yeah. And who makes the mo- who makes more more money? The SEC or the Big 10? The SEC. Big 10. No. The Big 10, makes Big 10 makes hand more. over fist way more money than ICC because the Big Ten Network is insanely profitable. Yeah. Insanely really? profitable. And you I, I would have, have thought SEC with ESPN and no. all that big money. I think you have. They had a good contract, but it's nothing compared to what the Big Ten is making on their network and, and in wow. everything yeah. else. I'm all for adding some warm weather teams to the Big Ten so that we get some warm weather road games and send them boys up south and play in the cold. There, there you go. There you, you know, go. Yeah. You know what I was just thinking. Besides Baylor coming into oh. U of M in November. Like, yeah. Besides Oklahoma State being kind of almost somewhat kind of perennial right now, thinking about reaching out to like a Pac-12 team, like can you imagine if Big Ten reached out to like Oregon and USC – and there, there was actual, legitimate mutual interest. That, it, I mean, it would be huge. That would be yeah. massive. Especially that would be the, absolutely massive. The, con- the history of the connection in the Rose Bowl, too. Yeah. Like oh, true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I, I did find an article. I, I wish I wrote who. I think it was CBS Sports that, that had this. Basically, they said it's conceivable the big cigars at USC are, are tired of the un- underachieving Pac-12 could be interested in joining the Big Ten. That gives the Trojans better access to the playoffs and certainly more money. Such move would probably involve getting travel partners in Washington, Colorado, and possibly Arizona State. That would bring the Los Angeles, Seattle, Denver, and Phoenix markets into the Big Ten. Uh, and then they, they asked what would UCLA that's, and, that's and Oregon <laughs> and Nike have to say about that. And, like, obviously heading into football season, we are completely focused on football. That's oh, you're talking SEC. Oh, you're talking NC, SEC football. You're yeah. talking Big Ten. You're talking Big Ten football. Well, <laughs> that's only one of the three seasons in sports. Yeah. So that's not the be all end all. And and you got to look at it like the Big Ten could add very good teams that are decent enough in both. I think. You know what I mean? Like let, let's look at 
I think Iowa State's a good example. Baylor. They they just won the, the NCAA championship. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Come play football. Have yeah. your, your season here and there and be exciting. Bring that that style to the Big Ten and see if see how it compares and stuff. But then basketball has the same thing. Like, can you imagine that? Yeah. Like, it's just... That'd be cool. It's yeah. so cool. And it, I'm excited about it to see how it all falls in line. But again, I'm absolutely terrified because... The unknown scares me. A bit. It is, yeah. You don't know, and and it's gonna, and that's the thing. Like I gripe about the NCAA all the time. Like they're a bunch of suits, you know. Yeah. This is just gonna be a bunch of suits as well, controlling it. So it's not like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we're not trading. We're trading what I think, at least, is bad for the unknown, where the unknown yeah. could be bad. <laughs> that's a great point. You know, yeah. yeah, I mean, what what they turn the NCAA into might be worse than the could NCAA. Be, but yeah. <laughs> and that's something that we'd have to get used to. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. State of my sports. So our commenter that is drinking outside ales, that's Carrie. Thank you for watching. Thank you for commenting. She is drinking, uh, what was it? Blue raspberry, Blue raspberry. but she's changing flavors soon. Wait, what's smokes. this one? So she needs. Well, she's drinking for odd side though. Well, I know, but what isn't it almost the same flavor? Tangerine raspberry. So Tangerine I, ra- I think okay. it's a great Sorry. opportunity. Should we just give give this one our first grade? Let's do John, it. John, the last page has has all of that. If you want to write it down, we'll average it out. Do it. I don't even know what that actually plays. <laughs> what? When, hit I, it. when I hit that drop. We'll do it live. Okay. <laughs> it does. No, let it go. Let I it know, play but out. the whole clip is so long. We'll do it live. Okay. No. We'll do it live. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking <laughs> thing sucks. <laughs> you gotta you get have... me. Can you get me just the last three seconds of that where he goes the bleeping things? <laughs> I can. I can do that. Oh. Um. But so, all right, Mike. Can you describe what we're drinking a little bit, and then we'll. We'll all give it our, our first grade of the night. Yeah. It's uh, their tangerine and raspberry light beer. It's It drinks exactly the way it's written on the can. It's very flavorful. It's very light. It tastes like a dream. I mean, if we were outside, I'd probably have gone through three of these things now. <laughs> yeah. I blew well, it's through, hot out. I blew hydrate. through one. Yeah, that's you what I'm hydrate. saying. Yeah. You got to put the fluids in, right? <laughs> right. Um. Uh, what's, what what's the uh, <laughs> what's the percent here? Did anyone say that? Earlier? Oh shoot! I think it, they're I'm all sorry. the same. Four point um, two. Is it, yeah, I think they're all four point two. I'm pretty sure. And it's got a shelf life of six months. Just so you're aware, that's what it says so drink right it on fast. the can. Drink it fast. Drink it fast. Drink it often. That's fat content. For me. Sounded awesome. Fat that's content. Good. Yeah, what's the fat? We need fat content. Zero grams. Zero. Okay. Right. Zero. Nice. Oh, that's solid. Carbs. I like that. Fifteen. I'll never forget when Sam read that. <laughs> Sitting, sitting next to Ryan, and we both just went like, huh? <laughs> what did he just hey, say? <laughs> protein, four grams, you guys. Whoa. Protein. Post-workout post there. There you go. It's a recovery drink, yeah. right? Yeah. You probably, yeah. You maybe get, pre-workout. Uh, <laughs> you might maybe. not make it there, but. <laughs> probably get your complete daily value out of a six-pack. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. I'm down. I'm going to give that beer a 7.9. 7.9. So, Okay. I did not think you were going to give that high of a score at all tonight, to be honest. It, because you're not a, really a light beer guy. I, but so far, this first one, the this these flavors this is great. work perfect with the light beer, I would say. Yeah. 
I think you were very, very good with that grade. I'm going to go with an 8-1, though. A little, little, little up, but I don't know. I, like. I, I think that's a very good light beer. Yeah. I really do. Uh, very agreed. It's a good light beer. Uh, it's not overpowering the flavors, but they're definitely there, which I like. Yeah. Um, uh, 7.5, okay. round number. Very nice. John? I know the beers are all about taste, but sometimes you get a fruity beer and it smells kind of like rotten. Yeah. Like it might have been fermented or something too long. That's true. These Very beers smart. smell pretty good, too, while you're sipping them down. So if you got a big nose like me and get close to that can, <laughs> it's like a two-for-one. Yeah. Two it's not skunky at all. You're no. right. You're, you're, you're right. Sweet That's aroma. A nice glass. Where'd you get that glass? I wish I had a bigger nose. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Did we all get those? Uh, Who's they're all, we? They're all at my house. Oh, so we the podcast. Seven the podcast, seven, he, seven. He, he seven, seven. He, seven seven. He gave it a seven seven. Good job, John. You're paying attention, Kyle. He he just keeps all the glasses. He keeps, you want one? He you keeps can a have lot one. of stuff. No, just kidding. I actually give you guys a lot of stuff too, though. You do, you do. That's he true. does. You he does share. give it. You away. always share. Where are we at now? What are we doing? Uh, do you want me to play? We're a doing bumper? a podcast. <laughs> we already did a bumper, but should we do another one? Detroit just Red Wings. Fun, since we have so many. There. <laughs> 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 the Red Wings to Michigan State. We're talking about it. This is State of My Sports. That was the perfect choice for a bumper, Kyle. You don't yeah. you don't even know it. Because I actually saw Red Wings and hit the Red Wings. Oh, does it say Red Wings yeah. on it? I forget what they were like. King Kyle. It says Red Wings. They don't Sam call you that for nothing. <laughs> right. You can almost hear the Zamboni in that one. So the question for our, our live viewers for this uh Topic is: Do you trust the Iser plan? The Iser plan. Did I feel you like make it's just going to be. No, I've heard it. I think. Oh, solid though. Right? Nice. I should have just Very took nice. it. I should have yeah. took it. Yeah, I made it up. Of course, um, I made that. Up. Yeah, I made it up completely. Uh, I did want to start before we get into the draft. Was it was more of the the latest transactions, latest moves that he has made? Um, one of the questions last week were was exposing Chalowski over uh, Lindstrom the right right decision. And sure enough, everybody was saying Troy Stetcher was going to be the guy that was picked up. But they went the other way, like they did with most of their picks. I don't need to get yeah. into that. Um, I'm glad Chalowski, I'm not a uh, was taken by the Kraken, so he is no longer a Red Wing. I think he was is a former former first-round first round pick, I think. Or maybe it was early second. It doesn't matter. Um, pretty, pretty sure first. It was a first I think so, by yeah. Holland. Um, so he is gone. And since then, the Red Wings – or Iserman, I should say – uh, they did re- re-sign Lidstrom uh, to a new deal. Two-year? A two-year deal. Uh, Rasmussen got a three-year deal, $1.46 million. Um, Stahl got one year for $2 million, which I thought was very interesting. I feel like – so I want to I talk a little bit about that one. When they made the Letty trade, I thought, okay, that means they're not re-signing Stahl. We don't, he kind of filled the Stahl role. And I said last week that – the Letty trade allows you to not give a veteran defenseman multiple years and way too much money. So in my head, we were done signing veteran defensemen because I thought you would have to do that. And here we are getting stall for on one year, $2 million. So Eisenman, whatever he did there, whatever work, like all the negotiations there, spot on. You got yourself another veteran leader on the blue line. 
basically locked up our defenseman core, defensive core. As soon as you get Heronic Her- resigned, um, he's a restricted free agent. But like, you're gonna have uh, Cider should be in there. Letty will be in there. Heronic, Stahl. Then you got Lidstrom, and then um, oh my gosh, oh Stetcher. Stetcher's still there. Maybe bring in Juice back and, and stuff like that. So you have mm-hmm. your core defense is basically set when you s- sign a guy like Stahl. Now we don't have a lot coming up um, other than than Ciders. So you had to have something. You couldn't just call Chalowski was kind of that placeholder that, or that guy that was going to get that time. Right. Um, but he he's gone now. So um, that was a move that he made. Uh, another one that came out. This was late last night, early this morning. Uh, the Red Wings decided that they were not going to re-sign Sveshnikov. Another first-round pick by Holland that is going to be Sia. Boot. Give him the stanky Which, boot. Do you agree with it? I, I, it depends on what kind of money he was going to ask for, to be honest. Okay. Um, I hate giving up on a first-round pick. I could see him going to a contender and, and finding a role. What year? First-round pick. 2018. Oh, so Sveshnikov was? Yes. Wow. Yeah. No, no, that was his brother. Oh, yeah, that was Andrei Sveshnikov. That was, um, Ooh. yeah, Ev- I think Sveshnikov Ev- was, Evgeny. I think he was 15. Like, yeah. Evgeny? Evgeny Sveshnikov. Um, anyways, like, it, I don't like it. I don't like moving on from but he has done nothing, in my opinion, to show that he should get another another deal. 15. What was it it yeah, was 15? 15. And Cholowski was 16. 16, okay. So those are the first-round picks in 2015, 2016. I, I agree. It really stinks kind of giving up, in a sense, and just letting these guys walk. Mm-hmm. But in the end, from 15 and 16, you'd expect a heck of a lot more production, or period. Ret- or it's, return. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot more production from what they've been given. I mean, these guys have stalled out over the years up until this year. I mean, it's... It's 2022, basically, we're going into here. And, and these, look, Svechnikov was not producing as much as Chalowski. So I think the Chalowski one hurts a little bit more. But both these guys, I mean, how can you just keep kind of dragging them along here? You can't. You can't. You, you, you cannot to, wait. Yeah. I mean, his bridge contract was done. You can't. You can't give him that contract based on what he's done so far. No. He doesn't deserve it. It's unfortunate. Um, but, I mean, it, we'll see what happens. There, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if he gets picked up by anybody and what kind of deal he'll get. It'll probably be a two-way deal. He'll probably get a chance to show himself and, and try to find his place because he hasn't he hasn't deserved – he didn't deserve a new contract in Detroit, period, end of story. It just – it hurts a little bit, you know? Right. So, Sveshnikov's gone. The big move – that that's happened since we last recorded was the trade. The Red Wings traded. Um, they gave up unrestricted free agent Bernier's rights along with the 94th overall pick um, to to the Carolina Hurricanes for. Can you it? say it? Nedeljkovic. That a boy. Nedeljkovic is uh, basically so, and then they they sign him to two years, three million dollars. He's a 25 year old. Uh, just coming off his rookie year, he had some Calder votes. He was a Calder finalist. His numbers were absolutely insane for the rookie that he was. And, and I mean, it feels like a steal. You it, love it. I, I absolutely love this. I love what Eisman did here. What was his goals against average? Was it like 
Yeah, I, I didn't have his numbers. I should have I should have pulled those up and, and had them on my sheet here. But I mean, it his numbers were amazing. Yeah. Now, the, as soon as this trade happened, my brain started going I'm like, okay, well, I know they had um, Mrazic, and they had um, the other goal that used to play in Toronto with Bernier. Chris Osgood. Uh, Anderson. <laughs> no. <laughs> Before Anderson, sorry. Uh, uh, Bernier and. I cannot remember. Doesn't matter. The Dominator. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm just saying goalies I know. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all you got? Yeah. I can do a few more. Anyway, <laughs> so like the first article Maybe. that I found when I was like, all right, why why do I not know who this is, but everybody's tell, talking about how good he is. First article I see is he was placed on waivers by Carolina, I think it was early January, and nobody picked him up. Really? And then Mrazic got hurt, and that's when he really took off. And w- one thing that Carolina does a really good job is they are very – sound defensive team. And that was one thing that I think he benefited from. I don't think he is rookie of the year quality or anything like that. Um, but what he is is he's very important on, on in an organization that did not have a goalie. They had nothing else to do. Um, I, I absolutely love the trade. I think it was a steal. Basically, if you look at it, would you give up a third-round pick for a goalie that can play day one? Like, yeah. like, let's say, let's say you go heading into the draft. It was on Thursday. The Red Wings draft, or I guess Friday, third round. The Red Wings drafted a goalie in the third round, and they he's going to start day one. Would you do that? Yep. Yep. <laughs> he's twenty five, yeah, and that's just that's his high that's upside. his bottom. Yeah, that's bottom floor material here. He's got upside. He's got. I, he's proven that he can play in the league. And that right there is like, okay, you got me there. And it was an absolute steal. Go ahead. If you look up any tweets on Twitter, right? Twitter. You, sound, you sounded Twitter. like, that that sounded like a meme. That was the most Sam thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if you look up tweets on the Twitter. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> on the Twitter. On the Twitter. And you look up the hashtag hurricanes, it is upset fan, upset fan, upset is it really? fan. Oh. Pissed off fan, very angry fan. <laughs> like they're and upset it, to see him go. Oh, you really? have yeah. no idea. Is it because of his one point nine goals against average and twenty five starts last season? <laughs> <laughs> that could have something to do with that it. Maybe part of it. <laughs> Look, he's not going to come to Detroit and have those numbers. Well, maybe. Come on now. Because of the way that Eisman's building this defensive core, I think is another side. Like, I look at what Eisman's doing, and I'm seeing a hybrid of Tampa. In Carolina and the Islanders, to be honest with you. He's going defense first because that's the easiest thing to just kind of bring good enough players in and kind of get your identity that way. And then you start sniffing around and you start finding goal scorers because your defense is so dang good. And then your forwards don't have to worry about defense. And the defensemen that we're bringing in? Yeah, so you're talking the the draft pick or or what? Draft pick, yep. Yeah. I mean, kind, well, oh, kind you're of talking w- more cider. Okay, kind of the way Stevie's building the defensive core. Mm. There's big guys. Big, big, big. Yeah. Goalies. Big, big. guys. Yep. Not not Take not short, not small. These long. Are big long guys. Yeah. 
And we will get into the draft a little in here here in a minute. Um, but a couple more things that I before we get do that, I wanted to talk about a couple things that he needs to take care of. Um, Bertuzzi, a lot of rumblings about potentially being traded. Um, I was convinced there for a bit that he was going to get traded on draft night, but also the back injury I think is scaring some people off. He I thought was a building block heading into last year. I'm starting to doubt that a little bit and wondering if. I don't want to say Eisman doesn't like him because I, I believe they do, but he's getting to a point that he's going to be paid more than he's actually worth, I think. And he knows that. He knows he's worth a certain amount. and or for, the, for He's worth a certain amount for the Red Wings, which is way more than worth for a contending team. You know what I mean? Correct. And that's where it's like it's going to be a tough place because you don't want to overpay and overpromise a guy like Bertuzzi and eventually handcuff you. We saw it several times with, with the Red Wings. You thought Helm was going to be a top it's the last six thing you forward. Do. Next thing you know, he can't do anything. You're overpaying for a fourth-line guy, a guy that can, can't sniff the ice, Franz Nielsen. Uh, so many other, you know what I mean? Like it's just We've that's been what down you, that path. Yeah. There's nothing but pain. If you can, Johan Franzen? <laughs> yeah. Huh. But if you can get something for him, that's what that, Makes you happy and, and is worth it. Then if it makes you happy, like I, this don't, again. Don't take again anything. this again. This time last year, I would say no. He's one of our untouchables that we have. I don't mm-hmm. think that's the case anymore, just because of the way that it's kind of falling into place. Now, do I want him on the team still? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I think he's very yep. important to this rebuild and the way that this this locker room is working. Um, but. He's not untouchable forever. He's is what not. You're saying. He's not untouchable for when this team's ready to play and right. ready to be successful. And if getting value for him now is the time to do it, do it because he's not going to stall the rebuild. He's not going to hurt the rebuild if he's not here. Right. But I mean, it's it's just a tough, another tough decision that I'm really glad I don't have to make. And Eiserman gets yeah. paid big bucks to do that. Um, but another one, Heronic contract, Verona contract, they're all uh, restricted uh, free agents. Um, and then they need to start filling some some offensive position. I mean... What do you mean? We have money to spend? What did you say it was? $36 million, I yeah, think? We're over 37 So $37 million. Now, that's before getting Bertuzzi, Verona, and yes. a couple restricted free agents and all that kind of stuff. Heronic, uh, another one. Some stuff worked out, so... It's a lot more money than you're we used gonna, to have. But it's way more than we used to have, way more than we should have based on when, what Holland left us with. Uh, <laughs> seems like seven years ago, even though it was, what, two? I think it was two years ago. This was uh, this was yeah. Eisman's third draft, so it was just over yep. two years ago. So, I mean, absolutely crazy um, that we're here. Uh, one thing that I, I mean that I really like about what Eisman's doing is he's just – He's being patient and aggressive at the same time. Somehow, it's it's unbelievable what he's doing. It and <laughs> you know, you, uh, Jim Costa, friend of the show, uh, he kept posting this this image, and it was Eisman on the phone. It goes, "What? What? Do you remember? Do you remember seeing it? Like yeah. the wording on <laughs> this it? This is it, a highway robbery or is, something. Yeah, be calm. This is <laughs> <laughs> this is a steal. Or so something. good. Yeah, it's it so was true. So funny. Yeah, and I feel like. Eisman has the league wrapped around his finger that he can do what he wants. And honestly, the the only reason why is because he took this team from cap hell to, I mean, comfortable. 
You can do whatever you want. You can yep. take advantage of all these teams because they're doing everything and anything they can to get rid of the cap space that they can't afford. So he's robbing guys. He's getting guys like Veron. He's getting guys like Robbie Fabry for pennies on the dollar because the other teams can't feed them. So the Red Wings are like, all right, yeah, well, well, come on over here. And then you're going to retain this, and we're going to get this, and you're going to take on. He's getting this, a starting this. goalie, a young starting goalie for a third-round pick. It's absolutely insane what he's doing. And then we'll, we'll get into the draft here now. Um, so basically, with with the Nadalkovich trade, uh, and there was another trade in here as things went on, but it was I think they had the first two picks, or first two first-round picks. I think they had three second-round picks heading into last week and some things were changed around and um, he got aggressive in this draft. And I think that's what we're going to see here. Um, basically what he did at number six, he took Simon Ed- Edvinson. We'll get into all these guys or really the top three guys is what I want to touch on um, tonight. And then we can, if, if you have anything about any of the other guys, feel free to jump in. But um, I really want to break down kind of the first three uh, Simon Ed- Edvinson is a defenseman out of Sweden. Uh, Sebastian Kosa, uh, goalie. They got him at 15. They traded up to get him. Uh, Shai Buiam. Is that right? Did I say that right? I don't know Shea, how to say Shai. that guy's name. Uh, defenseman. Uh, Carter Mazur. Mazur. Left wing. Redmond Savage. What a great name. Savage. Red Savage. Red. Red Savage, like so good. How did he fall to the to the fourth round with that name? What if it's what if he's French? <laughs> he's he actually Savage. He should have been drafted in every <laughs> single league just because of that name. Number like, one, that pick. name yeah. is absolutely amazing. The, the odds of him being related to Randy Savage, right? <laughs> was might, that WWF or something? I no idea. Oh yeah, yeah, he was a wrestler, right? I think so. That sounds right. Um, Liam Nilsson, a center. Uh, in, Wait. in the fifth round? The actor? <laughs> oh, yeah. That is the guy that I'm interested to delve more into. Okay, do you have information I, on I, him? I don't. Okay. i, I got to do some research. All right, and then uh, Oscar Plandowski is it another defenseman, and then Pascal Zito, another good name. Another great name. That's another great really name. good name. Pascal. Um, so what I want to start with is is Simon Edvinson. I, anyways, he's a left-handed defenseman out of Sweden. Um... Basically, the way the draft was playing out was interesting, I think. Um, so, Power went first. That was obvious. Uh, what was the, the site? Bernier? Bernier. 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 Another Michigan guy. Yeah. Uh, went to. And then things kind of started going crazy here when I think it was McTavish went three. Yep. And... And then Luke Hughes. Luke Hughes went four, four with his brother. Yep. So that was that's play with his brother. That's really cool. Did I you don't see know that if, reaction. Yeah. If you guys have a minute to, to pull up the reaction of, yeah. of Luke and Jack yeah. Hughes, oh my Just gosh, went ballistic. I may or may not have cried a little bit. Who are those other two brothers that played together with San Jose forever? Or, was, or uh, no, the Canucks. The Canucks. Oh, the Sedin Sedin brothers. Twins. I did not like them. No, well, they were either. twins. Yeah, they were twins. They were tw- okay. Yeah. yeah. So basically, the. Uh, I could get the names confused, but there was Daniel and Henrik. Henrik, Henrik. and I think Henrik was drafted two overall, and then they remember. traded up to get Daniel at three overall. Okay, yeah. So then they were number Wild. twenty-two and number thirty-three. No kidding, which is pretty cool. Yeah, but they just retired like two years ago. They played for a long time. Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah. I hated those guys. I hated I playing too. against them. They yeah. were they were awful. I thought you were talking about the Bash Brothers from the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> God, who are these guys again? 
Anyways, the way that it played out, Eisman, he had a great opportunity here. He had an opportunity to get an elite goal scorer or a defenseman that he thought um, should have been there. And and he went with another D-man. Um, and, I mean, the dude's 6'4", defenseman. And I, I, all right, so I, I didn't want to be for the record here. I had him, I think it was seven in my, my grade scale, basically, is the way I did it. And I just, what I tried to do is just go through the first seven. I gave Powers the number one, uh, Beignet, or whatever his name was. He was my number two. And then I had a couple guys. I had, um, sorry, let me get the, the name up here. A person who really liked uh, Eklund, who went seventh overall to the Sharks. And then Dylan Gwenther, Genther, Gunther. Uh, who ended up going ninth to the Coyotes. I really liked both of those guys. And I had them graded a little bit higher than um, Edvinson. But you look at what this guy is, you can't it, – it, it, it's semantic. Is that the right – semantic, is that the right word in that? Like one or the other or no? Is that the right? Nope. No? How do, you, what, how do you use that word? Arguing – like <laughs> if you're arguing semantics? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Putting you on the spot. I mean, you it's told like me I was small, wrong. So. Like small little things, right? Like you're, you're dying in the details with semantics. Basically. So you basically – it's not an apples and oranges type thing, or, or is um, it? Then I kind of well, get it, right? into more sayings. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> is it a bumper crop? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, six four, two hundred seven pounds. The kid is an elite skater. Like that was the first thing that I noticed watching his, some of his film is, is for how big he is. He doesn't look big because his skating is so. He doesn't have that gumpy, hunched over ugly looking stride the guy's good on his edges and he can skate and for me that's the first thing that i would look at if i were a scout because when you're drafting 18 year old kids you're not going to teach them how to skate they're already comfortable the way they skate they've gotten there their whole life you can change little things maybe get a little more power here and there look we knew (laughs) mcdavid was going to be sick because he could skate better than anybody else and his power was there and you knew that going into the draft. You knew it day one, and he's proven it. That's kind of the first thing like I look at is something that you can't teach is size because <laughs> you, yeah. can't, you yeah. can't just water the guy's feet. Good point. And yeah. skating is, is, <laughs> right. a, is another the, the toughest thing to teach. You know what I mean? The toughest thing to really turn from a bad skater to a, a good skater, and, and you have to be a good skater in this league. The fact that this guy is massive and a really good skater tells me everything I need to know, and I get why you do it. Would I have gone a different way? Yeah, I would love. I would take the shiny thing. I would take the goal scorer. I would have taken <laughs> Eklund or uh, Gwenther or whatever his name is. That I really like Gwenther a lot. I, is that my saying? Gunther. Gunther. Right, Gunther. I don't listen so, to. I don't. I don't care how they pronounce. I just read it and then I yeah. watch their film. So really, like with with Chalowski making an exit, don't you kind of feel a little bit better that we picked up a D man with a with our first pick? Uh. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not saying he's going to take over Chalowski's spot immediately, but in the next two to three year time frame, yeah, you have to look at it like th- this is what we're shooting for. We're yeah. shooting to fill a gap, fill a hole sooner rather than later. Yeah, I, I don't think that it, it necessarily goes hand in hand. I get what you're saying because you lost a defenseman and you filled that need, like you you basically filled that role. I look at it a little different because Chalowski's what four years? What was it? Two thousand fifteen? Or no, that was a sixteen, 16 draft. 16. So that's four or five years ago, I think. Five. Five years ago. If so you carry the two. 
So Are basically, rounding up or like, down? yeah, he, he, he fills mid-season. the need, but he he just fills he filled a massive <laughs> hole that this organization has right now, and that's a defenseman Defense. coming up through the ranks. So Chalowski was going to play in Detroit or not play at all. He's obviously not going to play at all. Um, so I, I don't think that it goes hand in hand necessarily. It was more or less the, I mean, similar to the goalie pick. We got a, our goalie, but we still drafted one here in our in our next pick that we're about to get into here in a minute. Um, but it, we don't have anybody coming up, and it's not just because of Chalowski not working out. It's because we haven't drafted well enough there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you got somebody that's it's going to take two or three years for this guy. It, it, like this draft is chock full of guys. I mean, they they missed last year and half of the year before. Most of them. I mean, they played overseas and stuff so who knows what but it's different it's harder they lost a year of development in a lot of ways total so it's going to take all these guys a little bit of time and i think that's one thing that the red wings saw in this guy it was like we have the time to make it work we're not ready to win it's not that big of a deal let's just take a flyer on a guy that's going to work out in this league no question who knows how elite he'll be but he's going to make this nhl roster someday you know what i mean yeah our uh, our buddy Trav says defense wins championships. Oh, Trav, yeah. you can coach Nickel. Trav can Nickel? he can coach Nickel. What you what, you don't like that? I don't, no, I don't think defense wins championships. Mm. Oh, Trav, you should have been here tonight. I invited fight, him. Fight, fight, fight. I invited him. That was his chance. He knew, I'm sure he took off after I said that. But anyways. Probably out fishing or something. <laughs> what a punk! Just chiming in. He's probably not even gonna watch the whole rest of the episode. But. Knowing he's gonna be late to softball, also. He's not even gonna be at softball. Oh, Camping. Hey. Once again. Never mind. Anyways, basically, with the way that this guy projects, again, projections. Yep. He's gonna be a top four defenseman in this league. He's gonna eat a ton of minutes. Um, he so this is the where, where things can kind of get interesting is he can stay in Sweden because in Frulunda I, I believe he played for Frulunda Frulunda that's a fun word to say um but since he's not playing in North America he can come over and play for the AHL Griffins right away and I think that's a great way to do it because um you want to see him on the smaller ice. You want to see him start developing get him in the system. What what is going to be Wait. what he's going to be playing with? Because Where's for Frulunda? the people for London's in Sweden. Er, oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Sweden. John, John, I think it's in Sweden. Swedish. John got the joke nobody else did. Uh oh, sorry. I called it from Munda. Oh. From Munda. Where? From Munda cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I think it's good for him to come over and start playing in, in North America yes. and get used to the small space. And start developing that way. I think that's really important. I don't think it's the be all end all because a guy with uh, skating ability and size and reach, the smaller surface is only going to benefit him. Yep. But at the same time, he's got to make quick decisions. He's going to have to get used to that. So I hope that he comes over and plays, but it's not the be all end all once again. I think I've said that a few times now. I think so. Um, Say it one more time. Be all end all. Um, Hopefully that's the last time. Right. (laughs) <laughs> um, to see how, how how he can start developing, and it's, it's going to take time. Um, it's just really it feels like a a hole filled. Um, doesn't solve any issues. <laughs> oh, baby! Man, you're setting Kyle up tonight. <laughs> yeah. So this is easy. What tonight. about <laughs> right. what about the guy that sits behind 
The defenseman. Yeah. So the sec or the yeah, their second first round pick. So what the Red Wings did, I think they were at twenty three. I want to say um, that was part of the deal with uh, Mantha to the Capitals. Might have been twenty four, but I think it was twenty three. Um, and they traded it up, and by they I mean Eisman. He traded up from twenty three to fifteen. To take a 6-6 and still growing stud out of the WHL where he has simply dominated the past two seasons. Uh, the size and athleticism is, is amazing and his feet are, are unbelievable. And it's hard to watch film on goalies because it's so far away you can't really see it. But like you watch this guy, he's very smooth and for his size, like he's on his knees and his, his shoulders are still touching the crossbar. <laughs> he's in his butterfly and he's taking up the majority of the net. Yeah. And it is that is exactly where this it's important to have this in the league. Like it's going to go back and forth. It's going to be right. size one year, it's going to be athleticism the other. I feel like this is a perfect mix of size and athleticism. Go back last week, I didn't want the Red Wings to take a goalie at 6. I talked about potentially moving up into the top 10 to take another elite player and said they went 15 and got 1A goalie. And there's a 1B goalie as yep. well because yep. it, it was kind of hand-in-hand hand there. I think the other goalie went probably two picks after them, I think. Yeah. Somebody else traded up to take him. Um, Wallstead, I think his name is. Yep. Um, he was the number one European goalie, and Casa was the number one North, North American, American goalie. goalie. So, I mean, he's, he's a true top goalie prospect that this organization desperately needed, which is why they traded, you know, to, to move up. They gave up 23, 48, and 138. Um, three picks. Three picks to get this guy. And I feel like that's the theme of this draft, even in the third round that we're going to get into. Eiserman picked his guy. And I think that's exactly. one thing that people need to understand. And, and don't get me wrong. There's there's some really smart hockey people out there. If they're going to tell you that they love Eiserman's draft because of their steals and all this, like, we don't know anything about these guys. Don't pretend right. that we do. We're all doing the research after the fact, and that's just the way it is. But the fact that you trust Eisenman, you trust the way he built the the Lightning, you trust the way he's building the Red Wings and some savvy moves that he's had, if he's going to move up to get a specific guy, that is (laughs) music to my ears because I I trust him. Yeah, for sure. I like Casa because he gave up three picks to get the guy. That is half of it, right? The like, fact that you gave up extra to get the quality that you think is that important to this organization, that is amazing to see. That You, you yeah. didn't just take a guy that was there when your pick came up. You went up to get your pick. Correct. And he does it again in the third round that we'll get into soon. But I do want to talk a little bit more about this. So I did find, again, me dumb at the goalie. I'm not a big goalie guy. I know what I like and I know what I dislike, and I, I like this guy. Second string, where are you at? Yeah, right. Um, but, but this is what some <laughs> people point. were said about him. Way in, he way mixes in. things up and recovers quickly on rebounds to get in front of multiple shot sequences in order to clear his crease. He's not afraid to use his hands and does a good job of covering up before the sp- they spring loose for scoring chances. He'll use a wide array of save options to match whatever the shooter presents. Um, that was Elite Prospects 2021 NHL Draft Guide. Um, they said Casa. Is it Casa or Cosa? It better be Casa. Casa? When he, Let's when go he, with Casa. Yeah, when he, when he gets a shutout, they're going to call it a Casa Blanca. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Jeez, Did you trademark that yet? Did he just come up with that? <laughs> yes, on a whim, too. All right, this is, the first, all right, this wow. is our first shirt idea. we got to make that shirt happen. The Casa, the Casa Blanca. Blanca. 
I just had a I big old it. a big old goalie in front of this little like tiny net. Yes. It's, so big. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like me in front of the mini stick net. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, it's so tall that he does. He does go. To, oh yeah, I already told, said this. Uh, he goes on his butterfly, and his shoulders still reach the, the the crossbar, and his frame takes up much of the net. His glove as well as his blocker are solid. That helps him take away the top of the net. I mean, with all these shooters in the league, it, it's very important to do that. Um, his numbers are absolutely insane. Let's let's look at the last two years with the Edmonton Oil Kings and the WHL. Uh, in 2019-2020, he had 33 games, 2.23 goals against average, 9, 0.921 save percentage, 21-6-3 overall. Um, then he jumped down to 2020-2021 in 19 games, 1.57 goals against, <laughs> 0.941 save percentage, 4 shutouts, 17 one and one four, Let's go. Four Casablancas. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Look. The numbers are insane. We do need Goalies that are a tough, <laughs> tough position to um, project. But those type of numbers tell me a little different story. <laughs> and his size and his athleticism combination, I'm not going to say he's the next Vasilevsky. That would be very, very foolish of me. <laughs> but, and I saw a lot of foolish tweets saying, oh, last time I been drafted somebody in the first round, this Vasilevsky, blah, blah. I'm not doing that. This guy, he's projected to be an elite goalie and good enough for me. Make the NHL because no. that's something that we haven't seen since Os- Osgood. This is the last goalie that we developed. Maybe Manny Legacy or something <laughs> to mean, come up Manny. and play. Right, it took or, no, sorry, J- Jimmy Howard. We developed oh, him to yeah. be an uh, average goalie. An overpaid. I mean, th- this guy is what, 6'8", six, 6'9", six, on skates? Yeah, and he's still growing. That's something that I, out of Eisenman's mouth he goes, I guess he's still growing. Yeah. I heard him on, on uh, 97. Hey, does, does he play tight end? <laughs> right? yeah, could be a little, Wide receiver? A little mix it up there. We'll play both sports. Nobody's ever done that. Hockey <laughs> and football, same same season. But um, love it. Love the fact that we traded up to get him. Love the fact that Eisenman was so high on him that he thought it was worth three picks to, to go out and get him. So that's really exciting. Then we talk about the round two pick, number 36 overall, Shea Booyum. I don't know. Chris Dinas brought up Howard. Oh, very we, good. That we uh, developed, Howard. Yeah, well well said, Chris. Thanks for watching. Uh, but then uh, Eisman moved up two spots to get this guy. Uh, basically, the, basically, this was a pre, pre-draft uh, reading that I found. He'll be a very interesting name to remember at the NFL, NHL draft. A big defender with soft hands, good mobility, doesn't come around often. He plays a strong two-way game, able to <coughs> shut plays down. Uh, with his stick or body, uh, while also contributing offense and joining the rush on transitions. He is an overall good skater, especially for his size. Um, and it's just, I, I I tried finding film on this guy last night. I couldn't find it. None? No, I couldn't find uh, any highlights on him, and that was kind of driving me nuts because I wanted to have um, a little bit to say about him. But I think it's just the same argument that we had, the fact that Eisman went out and got his guy. He moved up two spots because he didn't think he was going to fall to him. Two spots. Look, he he and seems he to be him. he seems to be getting the quality that I think is most important. Last year, and I preached this the last two years. It's quantity, quantity is what's important. Quantity, quantity, quantity. And I went into this draft saying Eisenman can start going for quality if he wants to. He's he built up the draft picks. He had quantity of draft picks, and what is he going to do with them? Is he going to take quantity and have? A lot of 
lottery tickets that can maybe play in this league eventually? Right. Or is he going to go and trade the guy, trade up and pick the guys that he truly believes is going to be, well, to the be quantity, in this league? The quantity helps you go get the quality later. Too. Exactly. So it, and yeah. then that's exactly what, I, what I'm seeing in this draft. And um, we, we can get into a couple more of these guys, I think, another time. Mike, unless you did, did you end up finding You said, which one did you say you were interested in? Uh, I was interested in uh, Liam Dower Nelson. Yeah, what what I, what stood out to you about that real quick that that you liked about him? Honestly, the fact that he fell that far, it, it he was he was saying that his draft spot wasn't really worrying him. I mean, okay. he was supposed to go higher. He's projected to go higher, and the fact that he fell that far, I, I need to. I need to do more research. To so be he was the one that I fell just, fell to the fifth round, hundred thirty four or hundred thirty fourth overall. He's a center. Yep. Does it feel like a a, a steal that Eisman got similar to the that, Kucherov or the? That's kind of what I'm extent, getting. But yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. We'll have more on him next time. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll get into these prospects as especially as they start getting closer to the the uh, the Red Wings, I guess. Drinking craft beer. Having fun and talking sports in the state of Michigan. You're listening to State of My Sports. We are drinking some good beer from Upper Hand Brewing. Um, it's their light flight variety pack. We gave the um, tangerine and raspberry a grade earlier. Now we're, we're sipping on the uh, lime. So it's their light with lime. Um, Kyle, can you describe that one a little bit to people and then start giving it grades? And I'm going to take Lager with real lime juice. Real lime juice. Is there anything on these cans? Not really. Um, it's definitely limey uh, as it as advertised. They don't put anything on these things, Micah? Not at all? <laughs> Just longitude and latitude. We have that. From must be the location of where they're brewing that from. Escanaba. Es, is that that's what it was, right? Escanaba. Escanaba. Okay, well, in maybe, the moonlight. Maybe Ryan will take a run up there while he's up there. Um, this it's it's good for light drinking. I don't like it as much as the other one. I'm gonna say seven point zero. Very nice. Yeah. I'm I'm feeling the same way. Um, the the flavor. Is very limey. Yeah. Um, I I think I just personally my my palate just kind of takes to the uh, what was the one before? It was the raspberry and tangerine. Yeah. Mine so yeah, and tangerine and yeah. a beer is good. Right? It is. Yeah. You, you can't go wrong. It's it's no, a win. No. So I'm not much of a lime guy. I think it's just a a more basic flavor. Yeah. Um, basic. Yeah. Basic. Basics great sometimes, and it's just. Well, if you like I lime. Just, you might love it. Yeah, yeah if you like yeah. lime, you're going to love it, of you course, will, yeah. for sure. It's very heavy on the lime. There's no other flavor in there. Um, I'm going to do a 7-3. Seven, 7-3? Three. Seven, three. Seven, oh, is that what you did? I did 7-0. 7-0. 7 John, did you grade yet? I haven't, but since we're changing flavors, it's good to hear that Carrie has switched from the blue raspberry to black cherry. Oh, boy. Ooh, see, I like a good black cherry. Well, that's not bad, yeah. But I'm going to agree with you guys. I'm not a huge lime fan. Lime on anything, water, I don't like it. Um, but I, I give every beer a fair chance, right? especially right, in a right, variety right. pack, because you never know what you're going to go or get with a you know, fruit-flavored beer. 
Um, it is light. I mean, refreshing. I'd, it is, yeah. I, yeah. Could, I could drink a few of these on a nice hot summer day. You never know what you're going to get. Exactly, in that green can. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go. Sam, don't do this to me. 7-2. I, I like the other one a lot better. Nothing against the fl- flavor. Gosh, great minds. I think it's like. well a, a well brewed beer. I think it, I'm sure if you like lime, you you would love something like this. Yeah, we already said. Not necessarily this. my. Oh, really? Wait, yeah. Maybe I already. should listen. Oh, I just spilled. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with a <laughs> seven one. We're all pretty close there. Yeah, I think there. I think it's we're, good. We're all within a tenth of a point of each other. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, so a couple more comments from from earlier. Uh, Trav disagreed. Uh, we can live with or without him. Never a big part of the rebuild. Just a bonus. I'm assuming he's talking about Bertuzzi, Bertuzzi there a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. We're getting into our betting hero segment. I thought I was getting a bumper there, but I guess not. we already he's, did the bumper. He's, did the bumper. he's literally just I'm just writing my name. Oh, <laughs> you're one of those guys? Uh, I thought I just did a bumper. No, you did. No, you Yes, did. I did. It, I just did. No, literally you in your bumper. head, you did. I think he did before we got into the beer grade of that segment. Yeah, so then we're into it betting here. Are yeah. you having an out-of-body experience, no. Kyle? I got this right. You burgers <laughs> got it wrong. Burgers. Oh, that's the word. Here we go. What was the you use that word instead of you call people burger head instead of what? It's nothing specific. It's like uh, when you you don't want to swear around your kids, but you're like never, like always. I mean, yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. Because you can't swear around your kids. Uh, We discourage that on this show, (laughs) right? Strongly, right? So we'll call people burger heads, burger or break a burger. Yeah, Yeah, break a burger. No, or like burger, burger head, like. Oh, know. I thought you said break a burger. It's kind of like, yeah, so, somebody who's stupid <laughs> or even like. I'm getting kind of hungry. Like a jackass. Yeah, what like kind a, of burger are you just I talking about? <laughs> burger with bacon? Don't come to our house because there's a lot of words flying around a lot sometimes. <laughs> burger. So, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> do your kids use it? Too? Yeah. They do now. They don't have no idea why we do it either. You, you little chicken wing. <laughs> yeah, that's basically <laughs> what it is, yeah. Uh, uh anyways uh betting hero so what betting hero does uh for us and you guys is uh you go to bettinghero.com and basically they have you let them know you're in the state of Michigan you sign up use promo code MIBets and what they'll do is they'll lay out all of the best promotions available in the moment for all the different sports books so you have MGM FanDuel uh uh the the William River Hill, one, William Hill and yep. I mean, so many more. The Fox Sports bet, a ton of them now. So many. FanDuel, yeah. DraftKings. It is insane. DraftKings. I didn't yeah, say DraftKings. Draft That's another Got one. It. Um, and I mean, and you can sign up for all of them. And what it does gives us a nice, a nice little uh, bounce back. It helps us support. Helps keep this thing moving. Helps it. Equipment. Yeah. All it, yeah. Tries tries to get it better. I bought these really nice uh, headphones for Kyle, and he just refuses to use them. So it's too hot. Um, just make sure if you sign up on <laughs> Betting you Hero, me a Bluetooth thing that doesn't work. Just make sure you <laughs> let us know and say this money cannot go to uh, Kyle. Yeah, like you, anything yeah. beneficial to Kyle because he's not gonna. He's just gonna complain about it. You should. You I, mean, I don't complain. I just don't use it. Yeah. Take all the proceeds. And, Sometimes uh, we need them when we have guests. That's a great point. Yeah. And you're always so flexible with that. I yeah. I. <laughs> Give up your, I'm your saying, headphones. Here, here, take them. Yeah. <laughs> and you're the drop guy, too. So you just push buttons. You don't even know if the drop is actually even, I don't playing. even know if it's going. You just, <laughs> like, yeah. 
it's it's like unbelievable. It just, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Just, no, that's not good. <laughs> what, what was it? No, God. No, God. Please. It's, it's not even working. There's no yeah, sound. Yeah, there's no sound. No, there's no sound well, being played. Well, well, no, wait. wait. <laughs> you cut them off. They're too long. You can't have drops that long. I, I disagree. You want like, this whole? This well, is like a nine-second well, well. drop. How the turntables? Yeah, I think it's perfect. That you gotta let the I'll give you that. That's you not can't bad. Can't just I'll say, say "well, well, well." People don't know what that means. They do know because they in their know. mind they fill it in. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's very well. But bettinghero.com, <laughs> promo code MI bets. No money to Kyle. No money to Kyle. Just note it. Yeah, make and then know. win, win yeah. some, win some money betting on sports. Which I mean, this is gonna be a, a quiet period here the next couple of weeks, but. It's coming into what the most we? exciting. Like two, is it two weeks from Thursday? Is is the the Hall of Fame game in football preseason? Is it coming up that quick? I'm pretty oh, wait, sure. Wait, it's the it middle is. of August, isn't it? It will be the middle of August. So it really didn't come yeah. that quick. It didn't come any quicker. It just did come quicker, I guess. Right? Coming quicker. That's what she said. <laughs> Did that one work? <laughs> Dude, this is the most you've ever... I almost ripped that thing John's from you this right. week. You keep just... Li- well, that's because we didn't do any last I week. I know. We haven't done them in so long. Yeah. I was like, well, I try to like do the bumpers and like try to hint at it, and then we just make it awkward. It's like if I just push the bumper, it would be a lot easier. Right? I think Sam was secretly watching uh, the United States women's volleyball <laughs> team play in the Olympics before this. He's just setting you up for a spike <laughs> right, right spike. now. Spike. Six to midnight. I didn't do the board last week, though. No, you're right. You didn't. Because yeah. you didn't show up till like seventy I minutes into the episode. Issues for good grief. Oh, I tried to come three times. Oh, wow. Anyways, the, what we want to talk <laughs> about for the, for the uh, betting hero segment is is finally give Ryan the the crown when even the Bucks though, won. He even though he's not here, yeah, yeah, let's do it while he's not here. Yeah, exactly. The Bucks won uh, four straight to win the series four to two, um, and so basically, I want to talk some some previous. So heading into the regular season, uh, the Bucks had were plus five fifty. Um, so a $1,000 bet would have won you $6,500. And my question for the people that are watching live is, is, do you guys even bet futures? Because I feel like for me, futures is like one of the last things I ever do because I'm just not patient enough. Even yeah. though it's like you get really good payouts for that type of thing. Because, I I mean, Bucks were probably pretty close to being one of the favorites, and that's still mm-hmm. a pretty good payout. I'd say top five, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So it's like something that I, I'm probably missing out on, but... Again, my in patience, a way, my but patience. it's like yeah, you you plan it and then you have to deal with the expectation and like the wins and losses the entire season. Yeah, I couldn't do something. I know like that. Jarrett, so he friend of the show Jarrett, who's come on a few times. He he's a big futures guy, like yeah. always throwing money on like three or four teams to to win a championship. Oh, Usually, no yeah, oh, he yeah. like he yeah. loves that. That's not your vibe. That's not no, your... I don't know why I don't do it. I, sh- I probably Sam should. buys a stock and it goes up two percent, and he's like, hey, should I sell? Should I sell this thing? Come on. Like, like <laughs> 2%, he says. More like 280%. 200,000%. What's Sientra at? See, I mean, I bought at like cheap. Dollar something. Was it's it? At, like a dollar? Like, it hit $8 last week, but I think it's down like it hit seven. Nine. Did it hit nine? I should have sold. It <sighs> I, bought like, it, I bought three months before you did. That's the boob company. Yeah. I love telling yeah. people that I'm invested in boobs. Yep, plastic it, surgery. Ma- yeah. 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 It's fake boobs. <laughs> Isn't Manufacturing. That what it is? <laughs> okay. Manufacturing of boobs. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you can't go wrong. 
Uh, perfect. Is it like uh, mass manufacturing? Uh, <laughs> they got a big assembly uh, line. Can I get a Can I get a tour through the plant? <laughs> Maybe a job. Is it yeah. mass manufacturing? Oh, job. Yeah. Maybe samples. He can. Mass. He can uh, right. observe. As, quality, as shareholders, we should be able to have samples. Oh yeah, quality, quality control. Quality control. Yeah. <laughs> Post. Oh, uh, these ones. These ones feel good. <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right, we're getting kicked off tonight. Yeah. <laughs> we got the E without I'm swearing. I'm actually gonna shut my mic. That takes right that now. takes talent. Getting the E without swearing. Mm-hmm. Um, but another thing that I thought was interesting is uh, heading into the finals. Giannis, 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 Giannis. Yeah. Uh, was plus three fifty to win the finals MVP, and then he went absolutely berserk to end up winning it. He was plus three fifty, so a hundred dollar bet wins you three hundred fifty bucks. Or you can do the thousand dollar bet and make it really fun, um, <laughs> but anyways, I, I, what he did is absolutely insane. So let's look at the um, the four wins that they had. He had, uh, sorry, fifty points, thirty two points, twenty six points, forty one points, and then in the game two he had forty two points in a loss, right? In a loss, dude. Mm. The, those numbers are absolutely insane. Fifty points in a closeout game. He's like one of three in the NBA history to do so. What is twenty six point game where he was down? He had fourteen rebounds and eight assists, <laughs> three steals and two blocks. Yeah, I did, yeah, it's a good point. He only had less than thir- twelve rebounds once, and that was game uh, five. And, and I think one of those blocks was like the turning point. Was like the yeah, that's uh, a good, yeah. you were almost like uh, yeah, the Suns might be done. Man, here. what a freak! Yeah, from I'm, Greek, absolutely incredible numbers. And I feel like usually when a player goes off and has a game like he had in in game six when close out 50 points, 14 rebounds, all that crazy stuff. Like you get the the respect from the other stars and they're tweeting at you like saying great job. I felt like it was really quiet. And I wonder, is there a reason that he doesn't get the love? He did get some. Did he get some? Especially on the Kobe Bryant thing. Kobe Bryant Um, didn't tweet at him. No, but Kobe tweeted years ago when he won the MVP and said like, Whatever his, like, Mamba mentality, like, uh, great job, MVP, next up is the championship. And a few of the players, I think, tweeted at him and, you know, kind of congratulated him, saying, you did it. Yeah, but Kobe can't say that anymore. I think – oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I just don't think that Giannis has that, like, uber flashy star mentality. The the, the cocky, arrogant, uh, you know – He's he's not the he's not the Steph Curry he's not the LeBron James he's he's he's, he's, he's in a Midwest team he's got a very humble mindset yeah he's just not like everyone else and people like that in Hollywood in in sports get treated differently because you're 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 not like everyone else it's not this look at it, me. it's it's, it's weird like, yeah. right I think it'll be interesting to see how the league responds to something like this because he's not the super team. He's not the correct, the thing that we're used to seeing win in the NBA. And I'm wondering if people are going to go try to play with him. I'm wondering if he's going to start changing his tone and be like, all right, I want to go play with these guys. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, he's been very humble. I love what he has been. I do too. Steph Curry was that too. At one point. True. Was. And he's gone off the deep end and don't want to get, too too down yeah. too far yeah. down but yep. like he's talking more than he ever did and right it's just it's not i i'm i went from a steph, for, stir, steph curry guy to 
not really liking the guy just because of how he's changed so quickly. Yeah. And I hope he's not the guy th- he I hope used to that be. Giannis doesn't do that. Yeah, I agree. Pro- and, proof and I, to be different. Stay yeah, different. True. To, yeah, that, that's a great way of putting it. What would what, you say? Say that again. Prove to be different and stay different. Love that, especially in the the way the NBA is working. And I would love to have a, a different guy coming in here. It is time to introduce our oh. Michigan. It is time to grade our Michigan beers for this episode, but before we do, I want to once again remind everyone of our partner, Siciliano's Market. They are simply the best beer store in West Michigan, located on Lake Michigan Drive, right between Grand Valley State University's main campus and downtown Grand Rapids. Wherever you live in West Michigan, it is worth the short drive for what they have to offer. Whether you know what you want or you need some help from their expert staff, Siciliano's Market is the best place for that. They not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beers from across our great nation, they're individually priced so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack. Along with great selection of craft beer. They have specialty wines, spirits, ciders, coffee, tea, tobacco, and cigars. They also have the largest selection of homebrew and winemaking supplies in West Michigan. We love that Siciliano's Market is part of the state of my sports family and is who we visit to help us choose our Michigan beers for each and every episode. Well, so please check well, them out and let them know that we sent you. You can't do that, Kyle. It just doesn't work that way. So it is great time. So if you guys are still on, hanging out with us, remind us what you were drinking and give us a little grade for... All that you drank tonight, because I know we had a couple seltzer flavors going on. We want to know the grades on both of those. Um, if we can get other people to chime in, what they've been drinking. What was Trav? What Tra- they? Did you say Trav's camping? No, Trav. Or he will be. He will be. He will okay. be at the end of the week. What's yeah. he drinking right now? I'm sure whiskey. He's a whiskey yeah. night guy. Don't you think Chris is drinking a beer? I mean, he's a Chris, hockey is guy, he still right? On? He's a what beer he, drinker. He's probably a light beer guy, though. It's probably like light beer. He seems like a Coors Light guy. You know. Really. Yeah. Is that meant to be an insult? Why are you saying that like that? I didn't say that. Big oh. Drew was a Coors Light fan, right? Yeah. Because they paid him. Yeah, good <laughs> he did say that. He did say that. Um, but what <laughs> we so real quick to remind everyone, we're drinking from Upper Hand Brewing Company, who is a sister company, I guess. Is that how you'd say it? Or a partner sure. par- partner company? I don't um, know. I read it earlier. I should have that sheet here. I'll grab it in a minute. Light Flight Variety Pack. Um with bells, I should say. A division. <laughs> yeah, division of Bells Brewing Company. A division. Which I mean, everybody knows Bells for their Oberon, and they've come out with a lot. Who's, who's a lot Bells? More. Bells. I think they doesn't uh, ring a bell to me. Four hearted, two hearted, double hearted. Two hearted as well. You didn't like that? No, that joke. They also had uh, what's their official? Bells that was official. Their, that was I think. Ooh, I think good. that was the second beer I drank on, on the episode. I think or oh, yeah? the podcast. I think it was episode two. This episode? No, episode two. Expo- Bell's <laughs> Hop Slam. Hop Slam. I've never had Hop Slam. No, I have. I have. I have had Hop Slam. Comes out in March. March time. All right. So we so. do have a grade. We have two grades coming in. So the Blue Raspberry Outside Seltzer is a seven point six, and the Black Cherry is a seven point nine. Um, was that that was a part of a variety pack? I think I think I saw on the Instagram that they came out with a variety pack that had both of those flavors. I think can there's you confirm, a mango also. Can you confirm or deny that, Carrie? If that Is was the part pink of a variety pack, so, no, it's a different variety pack. Could, than the pink lemonade. could you combine those and make a black and blue? Just call it a black Ooh. and blue. I think would that be good? I I don't know. I like black cherry. I like blue raspberry. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that'd be very yeah. good. But you could overfruit it. Would it be overfruit? You know, like just too much, too fruity, too fruity, too, too fruity for for 2020. Yeah, could I don't be. I think that's possible. 
No, not no. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, John, I'm, we're gonna give you the chance to grade first, first, so you can start doing the math as we start bringing our grades in. So, Excellent. can you can you share with everybody what we're drinking now? This so we one's went from uh, yeah, pineapple, passion fruit, mango. There's a lot going wow, on. That's right? a lot of a lot of flavors there. Um, I actually opened this beer first out of the case, not knowing which oh, one we were starting with. Order. So this one uh, touched, the, yeah, touched the palates a little bit earlier. Um, Whoa! But uh, <laughs> <laughs> following up, following up uh, after the lime, um, I'd say it's right in the middle of the two. It's in the middle of the middle of the pack, variety pack. Hey, uh, um, I'll shoot a seven point. Four two millimeter uh, bullet at this one it was what? seven a, a seven yeah seven a seven five seven five so like a seven six two yeah rounding up well down up down so five, I five, down six. up I agree with you that it's middle of the pack but I think it's better than that in my opinion and I, it might just be coming off the lime but I really like the the mango flavor I think they did a good job um, I taste a lot of pineapple in it too I like pineapple drinks pineapple drinks. Yeah. Generally pretty good. That's your jam? So I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to go with a 7.9. Whoa. It's not a 7.9. It's 7.9. Uh, That's your opinion. <laughs> I wish I could go back and re... I would grade the lime lower after drinking this. Um, we wouldn't let you. No, I'm not allowed to, and that's fair. Uh, so I'm going to give this the same score as the lime. It's better than the lime. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't... So just copy and paste what I said and then change the score? No, 7 0. <laughs> Wait, what? That's the same thing I gave. Didn't I give the lime 7 0? You did? Yeah. Oh, I wasn't here. No, you were in the bathroom with yourself. All right. I'm going to go. <laughs> Pineapple, passion fruit, and mango. I like all the flavors. So I, I, I've discovered tonight that I'm not really much of a one flavor guy. If there's multiple flavors, in the other cans in the variety packs, these oh, are just yeah, yeah. these are like, just oh, yeah. that much better. Like, like if if there was a variety pack with like cherry, mango, da 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 da, so cherry, on and so forth. I mean, raspberry. Sure, they'd all taste <laughs> fairly similar. 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 Sam, Sam says S- similarities. Similarities. Similar. Sim- but when there's multi flavor cans. I'm a multi-flavor can guy. Yeah, I love these things. Um, I'm Sandra, gonna go with multi cans. <laughs> seven six. <laughs> nice. That's not multi can. Um, it's so better I, than so, the lime. I agree, so, I agree yes. with your point there. Look, it, we yeah, we yeah. have a lot more viewers than comments right now, so we need we need to comment. We did get an answer back, so it is a variety pack. Uh, the other is the other one is mango, which is Carrie's favorite. I don't know why she didn't come on there. What's and, the mango? And, score the mango. Yeah, we need a, we need a score for the score mango. The mango. Um, but th- there's more people another? watching, but not telling us what you guys are drinking, and you're giving it. You're, you're not giving us your zero to ten score. Um, Show code. You got a little more time we as John wait. is using a calculator to pull up his the average score for our our variety pack here. So what we're gonna do is is average out each each one. And then give the variety pack a full score, right? Um, so, John, whenever you're ready. I was way better at fractions than decimals, so let me just uh, get that one clear. I didn't know there was a difference, so the fact that you yeah. knew that. In a I'm way, impressed. there is, yeah, right? <laughs> you didn't know there's a difference? 
I mean, the numbers mean the same thing. They do. They ultimately have, like, a value. Um, So coming in last place is the Lime with a 7.15 average rating. It should be more like 6.5 or 6. Tyler Johnson just traded to the Chicago Blackhawks. How are they fitting all of these people under their cap? They were already... (laughs) (laughs) No, that's awesome. (laughs) Sorry, John. No, we're good. I got it. I got it. Carry with a mango score of 8.2. 8.2. For the mango. The mango. Mango. Oh, that was probably loud. That was very loud. In second place, also a mango, the pineapple passion fruit mango (laughs) takes a a 7.5. So what was the first one? Leading the pack, the tangerine raspberry. Tangerine. Coming in hot with a 7.8. Wow. I need more drops. Drop it. You've said several times... But I give you specific things. You I have need. never given me specific. <laughs> I just told you I want the end of one of them on here. All right. Uh, the cumulative score for the variety pack, yep. even though it would be lower than this because Kyle wants to change his grades to a six, to uh, came in at a seven point five. So if it was Kyle's world, it'd probably be like a six point nine. So <laughs> is that the final score? Seven five. Seven, seven five, five for the variety pack. That's a good score. It's a good score for like a light. Variety beer, yeah. right? Oh, I could. A lot I could, of you guys aren't really light beer drinkers. Light beer, I mean, heavy oh, I flavors. Am. I am. I'm a light beer guy all day. Are you? Yeah, yeah. I generally. On the too. show, I'm an IPA, double IPA guy. Okay. But, <clears throat> didn't you uh, drink a quadruple IPA once? I did. You yeah. did? Was that last week? No. No, no, no. I, I had, here, a, I had a triple. It? I had a triple oh, here. Oh, the triple quad, here. The yeah, quad, quad, had a quadruple IPA that Big Drew was drinking. I had. That was very. I had a sip of it. I did too. It was actually all I needed. <laughs> pretty smooth though. Like it was easy it, to drink. Like that could get you in massive, massive trouble. I would not just it. with the wife. Because whatever that one I had. <laughs> what was that one I had? Uh, or what did we all? Didn't we all score the same one? No. Oh, uh, holiday. Hi, holiday something. Yeah. Ooh, that was holiday good beer. IPA. Yeah, yeah. That uh, was a good beer. So Carrie gave us. So she gave us three scores. For her variety pack, right? So she gave us the the seven six for the blue raspberry. This was the odd side variety pack. Uh, seven nine for the black cherry. Uh, the eight two for the mango. The whole pack she gave it a solid eight. I don't know if that's the math was done correctly to do eight, but she just said eight. She might have and weighted the mango r- higher because it she likes it the best. That's a good. She can do whatever she wants. Yeah. That's the cool thing about this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can do what you want whenever you want for now. Solid eight. And we were talking about the grave, you know, solid and liquids. Solid eights, liquids. Yeah, Yeah, I love it. But that was episode 115. A little longer than I expected. I'm glad we didn't throw in the King Kyle's couple of of questions. But that was episode 115. I want to thank you guys for recording with with me tonight. Always appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you guys for watching live. Thank you all for listening. Please share, like. All that stuff. We'll talk to you next week, if not sooner. You've been listening to State of My Sports. From the Red Wings to the Lions, to the Tigers, to the Pistons, to Michigan and Michigan State, and everything in between, we're talking about it. And don't forget the beer. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at State of My Sports with an M-I. We'll see you next time. If not sooner. <laughs>